0: This week we're going to begin using virtual machines to do our lab assignments. A virtual machine is nothing more than a computer uh, that is virtualized and lives inside a server and what I've done is I've created a virtual machine for each one of you. In order to connect to your virtual machine and start the installation of Linux you will need the VMware Server Console. To download the VMware Server Console software you just need to go to Blackboard and click on the necessary software link and then download the application. Once you start the application, it will ask you for a host name, username, and a password. First, you will need to VPN into the UIS network to access the VMware server. The host name of this server is csc570e.uis.edu and then the username and password are simply your UIS NetID and password. So I'm going to put that, tlos1 for me, and then my password and then I hit OK. Once I do that it should open the virtual machine that I have access to. If it doesn't do that for you you can just go to File, Open, click on Browse, find your NetID folder, double click it and then open the Red Hat Enterprise Linux 4 configuration file and then uh, you will be presented with a a screen that shows your, um, your virtual machine configuration information. What I've done is for your virtual machines I've given you 128 megabytes of RAM 5 gigs of hard drive space and one processor. Um, please don't change these settings uh, the memory and especially the memory because um, we, we have 20 students and we just have enough memory to, um, to use 128 per student. Um, after the first week I will uh, take away the right access to this configuration file and you won't be able to change it but the first week you need to have right access because uh, it's going to create a, a ethernet address for your uh, virtual machine, uh, ethernet connection and it will also create a, a, a GUID for your virtual machine. So you will need to have right access. But after that I will take it so that we don't run into any issues. Um, so the first thing I want to do is disable the floppy because that uses up resources and we really don't need a floppy. So I'm going to click on the floppy and then I'm going to uncheck connect that power on then the second thing we want to do is for this week's lab we're going to do an installation so we need to boot from a CD-ROM image in order to start our installation and load the installation kernel Um, so just for this week we're going to go here to the CD-ROM we're going to click on use ISO image and click browse then we're going to look in the root we're going to go to VAR we're going to go to FTP we're gonna go to pub. We're gonna. Go to, um, I messed up. We're gonna go to Red Hat. We're gonna go to four, because we're installing Red Hat Enterprise Four, and we're gonna go to images, and there you will find the boot .iso image. What I've done is I've created an FTP server where I have the installation files of Red Hat Enterprise Four, and one of the files that this includes is the an ISO file, which basically allows you to boot off of this and and begin the installation of uh, Red Hat so I'm gonna go ahead and click OK so now you can see here that the CD-ROM is that ISO file and I'm gonna go ahead and click start this virtual machine to to begin the installation process Um, this is nothing more than just your computer starting up and booting from the CD-ROM same thing that would happen when you did that uh, so we're presented with the screen that says boot, so we're going to hit enter to start loading the kernel. Um, if you want to go into full screen mode you can do control alt enter and that will put you in uh, full screen mode which basically will make it look like you are at the console of a regular computer and you were installing from your own computer. Um, to come out of that uh, full screen mode you can do control alt and that will uh, basically minimize it and make the window smaller. Um, so you can go back and forth between those two. So right now we're presented with a screen that says um, to choose a language so we're going to choose English as a language then what type of keyboard do you have? We want to choose uh, US, hit OK. Then it's going to ask us how do you want to install Linux? In our case like I said I've installed an FTP server with the mount point with the installation files for Red Hat Enterprise 4 and so we're going to do a network install. So we're going to choose FTP. Other options are from a local CD-ROM, if we had a CD-ROM with the install CD, the hard drive, if we had all the files in the hard drive, an NFS image, if um, we were sharing an NFS drive with the installation files over the network, or an HTTP server, if we had a web server with the installation files. I have chosen to use FTP. We could we could have used easily you have used uh, NFS or HTTP, but we're going with FTP this time. So we need to click FTP and hit OK. <clears throat> now the next step is it, since we're doing a network installation you need to get an IP address. So um, what I've done is I've set up a DHCP server for you and if you choose to use dynamic IP configuration um, that will give you an IP address and all the uh, necessary network information to connect to the network and start the installation process. Uh, Optionally you could do this statically but like I said it's much easier to do it through the HTTP which has already been set up. So choose the HTTP and click OK. It's going to go out there, query the DHCP server and try to get an IP address. So we'll wait a few minutes for that. OK, it got the IP address and now it's trying to uh, figure out what the host name is and the domain. It's querying the DNS server basically. So this should take a couple seconds and we'll see what happens. Okay, it looks like it got all the parameters so the next step is it says well I already got my IP address I got my DNS information now you need to tell me where the FTP server is so the FTP server in our case is csc 570e.us.edu which is the same server that has our virtual machines and the one that we connected last week for the assignments and the Red Hat Enterprise Linux directory is in pub slash red hat slash four click. Uh, we don't want to choose use non-anonymous FTP because we this FTP server is anonymous so anybody can connect without a password or a username so we'll hit OK. It's going to retrieve the images and it's going to begin basically the installation process. Um, since we're doing this over the network most likely it will uh, start this process in text mode. Uh, if we had a, a direct connection if we, if we were doing it from a CD then it would do it a graphical um, install so it's gonna run the Anaconda uh, process which is basically the install uh, process for Red Hat Linux so right now it looks like it's probing the video card and the monitor and pretty soon it will uh, bring us to the installation process okay so it says welcome to Red Hat Linux so we'll hit OK. It's gonna first, it's gonna search and see if we had any other installations. Since this is a brand new uh, uh, VMware virtual machine that we have, so it finds nothing. So it's asking us now if we wanna, how do we wanna partition it? We can auto partition it, where we let the uh, the install process basically see how much space we have and do that automatically for us, or we can do this ourselves um, manually. I always like to do it myself because then I have more control and I can tell it how big I want the partition so I'm going to choose disk through it to do it manually and it's going to ask me to initialize this uh, this hard drive so basically it's just going to erase everything that's on it so I'm going to tell it to yes. go ahead and initialize it and then it's going to bring me up to this screen where it says that I have Uh, about 5 gigs of free space and how do I want to partition it. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do a new partition. This is going to be my boot partition. This is where my boot files for the operating system are going to be. And I'm going to call this boot slash BOOT. The file system is going to be extended three type and I'm going to make it 200 megs boot files are generally smaller they they include the the boot kernel and other things but they don't need to be that big so 200 should be plenty Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and click OK So now it should show us that we have a partition of about 196 megs that's extended 3 which is a file system type for Linux and it's called slash boot the next thing we want to do is now is uh, create our root partition and then create our uh, swap partition which is basically um, the secondary uh, storage Um, so what we want to do is do another new partition um let's see let me first check and see how much we have left So we use 200 and it tells us that we have 4918 free so I'm going to make the root partition 4 gigs and then 918 I'm going to use for swap space. So I'm going to do new. I'm going to make this one the slash or the root partition. It's going to be extended 3 and the size is going to be 4000 megs or 4 gigs. Okay, so now we are left with 917 megabytes free, which is going to be a new partition. Uh, this one doesn't need a mount point because it's swap. So we're going to go down to swap and 917 and fill all available space. So we wanted to fill everything that's left for swap. okay so again we have one partition that's 196 megs for boot we have a 4 gig partition for the root and everything else and then a 917 uh, megabyte partition for swap Um, so if since we only have uh, 128 megabytes of RAM if we ran out of RAM we could use this swap space and normally they tell you to do about twice the amount of RAM that you have but in our case we're kind of low on RAM because we all have to share this VMware host so um, I'm making the swap space a little bigger so I'm going to hit OK and it's going to ask us what bootloader do we want to use. We're going to go ahead and use Grub as the bootloader if we had multiple operating systems, Grub would be would show us the different operating systems and will allow us to boot from Windows or Linux or whichever whichever other one we had. So we're gonna go ahead and hit the default, which is use Grub. Um, here it, it's asking us if we need to pass any kernel options, which we don't, so we're just gonna hit OK. Um, here it's asking us if we want to put a, a password for the bootloader in our case we don't so we're just going to hit OK um, here it, it basically shows the, the boot label as Red Hat Enterprise AS and its installed under dev sda 2 um, in Linux uh, the, the the disk devices are always uh, under slash dev and in, in the case of our virtual machines the, the, actual, the actual disks are SCSI disks So SCSI disks in Linux are usually SD and then the first one would be A and then B and C. So here we just have one disk so it's SDA and then we have multiple partitions under that disk so they start with 1, 2, 3, 4. So the root partition here is under SDA2 which was the second partition we created. So we're going to hit OK. We're okay with that. Uh, here it's going to tell us that it's going to put the master, the, the bootloader is going to reside on the master boot record, and we're okay with that. And here um, it's configuring our Ethernet device. In Linux, the Ethernet device, the first network card that you have is usually eth0, and then if you have other network cards, then you would have eth1, 2, and, and so forth. So we're going we're gonna to tell it that our eth0 or our only network card it's going to be configured using DHCP and it's going to be activated on boot. If we wanted to do this manually and put an IP we could too but since we have a DHCP server we're going to choose DHCP and we're going to tell it to automatically uh, get the host name from DHCP and here it's asking us if we want to put a firewall. Um, In our case um, I don't want that, a firewall because we are already inside a firewall later on for one of our labs we'll, we'll, we'll play with Linux firewalls but in, in this case we won't so it's going to be no firewall um, Here it's warning us that we've chosen no firewall and this is dangerous but we're going to go ahead and proceed anyway um, Now here it's asking us if we want to uh, activate uh, security enhanced Linux which is another level layer of security that uh, has been put in, into Red Hat Enterprise 4 but in this case I'm going to disable it. I don't want to add that extra layer of security. Uh, we, we will play with S, SE Linux later on but right now like, just like the firewall we're going to disable it to make things easier. Okay language support we're going to do English support but if you wanted to use other languages you certainly could The time zone, by default, it picks um, Eastern time. So we're going to go up and find Chicago. Chicago, click OK and then here it's going to ask us for the root password, this is the root super user password and make sure you, you create a password that you can remember, so I'm going to put mine hit OK and now the next step is going to ask you um, what packages do you want to install um, the Red Hat installation, this comes with a lot of packages so here you get to pick which, which software pieces you want to install on this uh, on this server. So we're going to go ahead and just uh, select a few software packages and then begin the installation process. So we'll wait for the screen to load. Okay, Here is telling us do you want to just install the recommended package selection or do you want to customize what packages you want to install? In our case, we want to customize it, so we want to choose which ones we want. So I'm going to hit customize and hit OK. And then I'm just going to choose some things here. I'm, I want X Windows. Uh, for my environment, I like Genome better than KDE, so I'm going to choose Genome. I want editors. I want graphical internet, so we get um, Firefox. I also want text based internet. I don't want Office. I don't want sound. Or games. I want configuration tools. I want a web server. I want to be able to share files with the Windows server so I'm going to do Windows file server and then I do want let's see development tools so that we can compile things later on that we may have to. I want legacy software development I want administrative and system tools and I want system printing support. So then I'm going to hit OK. And once I do that it's going to check for dependencies and it's going to tell me that a complete log of this installation is going to be found under root slash install.log. After rebooting the system we can look at that file and see what happened with the installation and the first thing after that is going to format the hard drive with the partitions that we asked it to and then it's going to install Linux and then it's going to ask you to reboot. Once you reboot you will have a fresh copy of Linux. Um, For your assignment this week I will give you, um, you will basically have to install the same way I have done here the, the Red Hat Linux 4 but I will give you different settings to pick to make it a little more customized than what I have done so that's it for this one